Good evening. This is Peter Hammond in the studio for Salt and Light on Radio Tigerberg, 104 FM. And in the studio today, I have uh, as a guest, missionary Leo Bon, all the way from Netherlands. Welcome, Leo. Ah, thanks, Peter. Nice to be here. Yeah, thank you. Well, Leo, please tell us how you came to Christ and ended up in missions. Um, yeah, I wonder if it is already when... Uh, from when I was early that it was uh, I was um, destined to be a missionary I grew up my parents were very uh, faithful people they believing people the godly people as well I grew up like that but it was I when I was 18 it was I, I really knew Jesus came in my heart it was um, I can't remember when it was but it was on a Tuesday evening I think somewhere in the evening Jesus came in my life and it was the best day of my life and I think from there on, the, the Lord trained me to go into missions. Um, now, many people think of Netherlands being very godless, but I've had some of my biggest meetings in Europe in Netherlands. I was at a Reformation Revival conference with over 960 people for a weekend focusing on Reformation Revival. And I said, I didn't expect this in the Netherlands. I said, but you're in the Bible Belts of Netherlands here. So we didn't know there was a Bible Belt in the Netherlands. Which part of Holland do you come from? Um, I come from near Rotterdam. And um, but even that time, it, it was a very, I would say, a very uh, Christ-like Christian area. I mean, it was very traditional. The churches were packed full by that time. I think people think of Amsterdam as being a godless city, so don't realize there's lots of God-fearing communities still in Netherlands. Of course, Netherlands is home to oh. Brother Andrew, yes, uh, Andrew van der Bijl, a God smuggler, and Netherlands has sent out many missionaries over the years and. Of course, the gospel came to the Cape of Good Hope originally through yeah, the Netherlands. Yeah, so yeah. it's wonderful to see that there's still spiritual life in the Netherlands and you're still sending out missionaries and you've got all kinds of projects. So what brought you to Africa? Uh, I think, yeah, you would say coincidence. It was not coincidence. It was after the Bible school. I finished the Bible school and I had the opportunity to come to Africa, which I did. It was in 1983. Was that? And um, I stayed for for yeah for many years. And um, I was in Northern Zululand. I've been with missionaries over there, uh, seen the sacrifices they made, uh, the conditions they worked in. Uh, it was fascinating. I, I was just very much impressed. And um, yeah, many years later, uh, we got a call to come to Africa. But yeah, we did '95. And you've ended up ministering in Swaziland, what now is called Eswatini. Eswatini. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I know the Swaziland. Been there many a time back in the '80s. Uh, I was very impressed that the people in Swaziland seem very teachable, open, hospitable, kind people. It's amazing. I, I have never experienced like that. We lived for many years in South Africa. We've been to many African countries as well. But Swaziland is uh, uh, so unique. It is a really amazing country. Uh, we lived there now for 12 years. And the changes what we have seen over the years... Uh, absolutely beautiful. I think it is really an... Uh... You, you know the vision of King Shlomholo? Yes. Yes, yeah. so, so I found that quite amazing to learn that um, one of the early kings of, of the kingdom of Swaziland um, got a vision of people with skin as pale as the skin of, of, of pigs, uh, with hair as straight as tails of cattle, yeah. coming out of the sea, and in one hand they held Umkulu, which is interpreted as a scroll or a book. 
In the other hand, they held Indalinga, the coin. Yes. And uh, in his vision, he said, accept the Umkulu for it is life, but reject the Indalinga for it is death. And this, in fact, yeah. I remember hearing this from uh, King Sabuza, who was king at the time, 1982, when the first Bible in Saswati, New Testament Saswati came, and the Bible study was able to advertise with a picture of King Sabuza II lifting up the Bible above his head in the King Shlomholo Stadium. And uh, he said, if we accept, this is the Umkulu holding up the Saswati New Testament. Mm -hmm. This is the Umkulu of which our ancestor uh, King Shlomholo spoke of. We need to, if we obey it, we will be blessed like a neighbor to the West of South Africa. If we mm. reject it, we will be cursed like a neighbor to the East of Mozambique, which at that stage was under Samora Michelle and was waging war against the church. Mm. Well, of course, South Africa was a very different country back in the 80s. But so Bible study was advertising the Saswati Bible with the king lifting it up and uh, um, what an endorsement. But what an amazing testimony. So King Shlomholo sent out warriors to find these people of the book. And a group of them found a way all the way across South Africa to Grahamstown. Imagine that. Just shortly after 1820 settlers arrived, and they found their way mm. to a Methodist church, and they came there and they, they commanded Reverend Allison, our king commands you come to the kingdom of Swaziland and teach our people the book. Mm. And uh, it took him a while to get his act together, but by 1823 he convinced his wife as well, and they set out by... Um, uh, ox cart with the Swazi warriors as escorts. And when they arrived in Swaziland, King Shlomholo gave them land, cattle, and commanded the people to listen. And the church got established very effectively. And soon Nazarene missionaries came in. They were very strong. I think you got a lot of Nazarenes in, yes. in yeah, Swaziland. Yeah. And just amazing that the people of Swaziland um, never had the kind of bloody um, wars that we had in other parts of the country like uh, King of Zulu and so on because the gospel got there first yeah. and was well entrenched and the Swazi people seem to be an amazingly peaceful people I, I think it's the most peaceful country I, I, it must be the most peaceful country on, maybe on the whole continent probably so I, I, uh, yeah and at this, uh, still uh, today I mean there's still an, a very much a hunger mm. for the gospel uh, you know we visit schools and uh, we, we, we don't get refused I think in all those years I think it's just one school who have refused us to come but I mean the people are open for it they are willing and so appreciate the, this so well. the schools are open for you coming in to preach the gospel and yeah. to pray and yeah. to distribute gospel literature yeah absolutely amazing it is um, a beautiful to see and uh, yeah, we go everywhere of course I mean in, in, the, in the big cities small little towns oh. but even far away in the in the bush you know where we drive for well, maybe more than an hour mm. over those dirt roads and then you finally get to this school and oh, it's amazing they are so happy to, for you to come they listen well uh, we never have trouble it is uh, yeah now you've used literature a lot you obviously believe strongly in literature ministry tell yeah. us something about your literature ministry please um, it, it is many years ago I've got a friend who um, he, uh, he wrote this book and he had illustrated this book, Jesus Messiah, just to tell the story about Jesus, his life, who he is and uh, what he has done and who he can mean for you. 
And this book has been translated uh, at the moment in 340 languages. So it's gone all over the world, China, Russia, in, in many ways. And, and this is a full-color magazine, beautifully, beautifully illustrated, yeah. very culturally um, sensitive and, and wise. Yeah. And it's scripture, but it's given in a visual format. So it's, it's like Christian comic, fully illustrated, full-color magazine. Absolutely yeah. amazing. And uh, if, you, if you want to compare it, uh, not one comic book has been translated as much as Jesus Messiah. No, I, think I don't the, think so. The other book what uh, comes close was, I think, was Tintin of Asterix. Uh, There's something 130. Well, Tintin also comes from uh, Netherlands. No, Tintin comes no, from Belgium. Uh, yes. Yeah. But um, hey. this is a yeah. six, 60 pages, A4 sized, so it's large format easy to read it's compelling I yeah. found when I was in the army everybody would read every comic if you've got any Christian comic every single person in every bungalow will yeah. read the comics they pass them around I heard in the prisons it's the same yeah, they, um, I mean, it is beautiful. I mean, the, the, the kids, they love it. I mean, the pictures, they tell a thousand stories. Yes. But you know, Peter, that even at the schools, the, the teachers, they are using this book for their religious education. And the response what we got and what we get from them is that the atmosphere in the schools have just improved because of this. Well, I mean, that's the power of the scripture. That's God's Holy Spirit. That's incredible. Now, yeah. um, I've seen this in English, and I've seen it distributed in Zulu, very popular amongst the youth conference at Kwasabantu Mission. But now, um, it's translated into Afrikaans, I believe. It is, yeah, Afrikaans, in Sutu as well, in uh, for Lesotho. But in Afrikaans, uh, just this week, I picked it up from the uh, printers, the first book, and I, I think it's going to be a massive, uh, yeah, I really trust that it's going to be all over South well, Africa. the demand is huge in the Cape, and of course in the Western Cape, Afrikaans is our primary language. Of most families in the Western Cape, this is the home language. So uh, at our Literature of Africa stores, we have so many requests for Afrikaans, and of course we don't have much Afrikaans books or Bibles donated to us, and it's very expensive to get Bibles in Afrikaans, but... Most of the Bibles and books we have to distribute are on English, sometimes French and Portuguese, donated from overseas, which we receive. So people come here to stores regularly asking for Afrikaans materials. I know um, if we have quantities of Jesus Messiah in Afrikaans, the uh, hunger and the enthusiasm would be huge. So yeah. if we could get it printed in the Cape, could that be organized? I'm sure that will be organized. Actually, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, today, I'm actually going on to the printers as well to find out how we can uh, do it, organize it. Now, and of course, this is a faith project, um, yeah. isn't it? So if listeners want to uh, contribute to make it possible to print the Jesus Messiah book, which is full color and uh, 60 pages full color, the gospel of Jesus um, in Afrikaans, they can designate this through... Literature for Africa, our Gifts and Go project designating specifically saying for Jesus Messiah printing, and we'll see it goes fully to that. And uh, so there's always a need for uh, good material in Afrikaans, and this looks super popular. Uh, you've been distributing, I think, in the tens of thousands already. Oh, yeah, we have we, uh, amazing, uh, over 150,000 mm. in the Swaziland alone, over Aye. 200 schools. Um, well, to get uh, these, uh, prison, uh, yeah, at the prison, hospitals. To district, I'm sure every prison chaplain would love quantities. Every school teacher or principal would be thrilled to have these in their schools. 
And uh, this would make a huge difference in changing the spiritual climate in the schools and the communities. So if people are interested, visit the www.frontlinemissionsa.org website and you'll see the Literature for Africa section and page and uh, look at the Gifts and Go uh, projects for uh, printing uh, for Jesus Messiah, Literature for Africa, and you can have a part in making this possible so that we do the print run here in the Western Cape and make it available to the people here. Do you want to give us some testimonies of responses that you've come across? I believe you found even the police very thrilled with these. Yeah, of course, uh, uh, Swaziland is a very peaceful country, but we had a few years ago, we had uh, not long ago, we had riots actually from outside came into Swaziland. Uh, the police, when I when I go, I go every police station I've been to, all over Swaziland, and the response is, is often is from, "Hey, this is the book we need." Uh, some people said, well, hey, some people, they, they want to kill us, but you come to bring us life. Uh, this book has been very, very um, welcomed at every police station. None, not one police station have refused us. Every police person got a book. Uh, when I got stopped on the road, I mean, of course, they uh, recognized me as well, so probably saved me lots of uh, fines. But uh, Like traffic stops. Yeah, yeah. but... Um, uh, one one uh, police station, they actually uh, had a special Thanksgiving service because they, they received those books. And in fact, the whole town came out to listen to, to this service. It took uh, quite a few hours. But the book is changing. Uh, yeah, and while we can, I think, you know, this is the opportunity we have. The doors are wide open for it. And we are happy to uh, be able to do it. But uh, we have devotions at the police stations. We... And, and the people are just very receptive. I mean, they, they appreciate it so much. And it is not often that it happens, that the people come, that they get a beautiful gift as well. Uh, yeah, the, the police have a very thankless task often. And many times, well, especially police in South Africa, they face a lot of hostility. Uh, yeah. it's, they need encouragement. I don't know how many people think of the local police station as an area of ministry, but uh, I know my wife would often bake things that we take the police special on Christmas Day and just let them know they appreciate it and yeah. give them cards. And sometimes I've taken boxes of Bibles to a local police station and made it available to them. And uh, the station commands have been grateful. Our local police station here in Rondebosch, um, they actually have a regular prayer meeting and they say they regularly pray for our mission. And it's so important to... Yeah to be an encouragement and to support your local police. And here's one thing, when you can take gospel literature to them and let them know you're praying for them and to encourage the police. This is a wonderful... Again, uh, the proverb says, if you want to meet someone, take a gift. And if we're taking a gift of a beautiful, well-illustrated book like this and we're offering something to people, um, it opens doors. Yeah. So um, literature stays when we leave. Yeah. Literature continues to speak when we're sleeping. I, um, especially with the police, of course, they, uh, I always ask them, hey, do you have uh, children? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, oh, they would love this book. In fact, I had once we, uh, we had an, uh, I was at a police station and I was invited to a youth rally. <laughs> and it was a week later, I arrived over there. And of course, I was early. Uh, you know, nobody was there yet, but I was there. And a policewoman came to me. I said, oh, I'm very cross with you. I said, Yo, you know what, what happened? I said, you know, you remember last week you came to a police station and you handed out those books. 
Now, when I take my children to bed, they say, Mom, 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 read us from the book, read us from the book. So every evening she has to read the children from the book. But isn't that wonderful, Peter, to have kids uh, to, 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 yes. uh, they, when they are young and that they can hear about Jesus. And, uh, and that there are schools that are using this now for religious education in their schools. And I believe there's additional supplementary books to help the teachers yeah. for, for getting more yeah. questions out and getting more interaction and to get the students to think about each lesson. Yeah, it's amazing. I actually just found out, I think, uh, not that long ago, but it is amazing. It's excellent, really, book here. It's about Jesus Messiah, and they've got lesson books. I think they're about 34 lessons, so for every page or two mm-hmm. pages, they've got uh, lessons. Uh, they teach us, they use it for the schools. So they've got uh, questionnaires, they've got uh, scriptures mm-hmm. for, to meditate as well. Um, yeah, uh, memory verses normal. Memory, yeah, yeah, wonderful. And then for, especially mm-hmm. for the schools. They are so, you know, many of those rural areas... Uh, literature that is they don't have that so when we come and they get it so they're using this book now for for the religious education this it is actually in the curriculum of the schools i last week i think i i just heard as well that they, they somebody said show me the textbook and i will show you what is going to happen so it, it's true um we to train a child in the way he should go and when he is old you're not the part they're from uh, now, the printed page is more permanent than the human voice. A drop of ink can make a million think. The scripture speaks about faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The gospel is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. And God's word is like a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. It's seed. It never returns void. It always accomplishes what God has sent out to accomplish. So investing in gospel literature is one of the most cost-effective ways of impacting mm-hmm. a community and fulfilling a great commission. If people want to get in touch with you, what are your contact details? Do you have websites and things like that? It's Email, you can just info at svazivision.org or website, you've got the www.svazivision.org as well. And... uh, Good. We will put a link up for Swazi Vision also on our Christian Action Network website. Uh, But... uh, Thank you so very much. Any particular message you want to give to people of Cape Town before we conclude the interview? Uh, I, I think I, I love to be in Cape Town. It's been a long time ago that I've been here. It was n- nice to be here. And I really hope to come back and to uh, to be able to distribute <coughs> many books as well. It's going to be a, Cape Town is going to be enriched, the Cape, I think, as well for with the books. Mm-hmm. Um, I really look forward to it. Um, and I think we're going to get many books to many schools, many places, and it's going to be a, a big blessing for us, for the Cape. Well, you know that it was a Nederlander, a Jan van Riebeck, who knelt in Table Bay Harbour um, back in April 19, uh, 1652. 1652, and he prayed that this outpost at the Cape of Good Hope would be for the spreading of the lights of the gospel throughout the continent of Africa and the reformed faith would be a blessing to all the peoples of Africa and bring the people to Christ and that prayer of Jan van Nieuwijk very inspiring especially to read the whole of it but uh, the Dutch planted the gospel here and it's a spread from Cape Town firmly and mm. Praise God, missionaries have gone out from here especially in days of Andrew Murray in the 1860 revival all over Africa there are churches in the Netherlands so in Nigeria, Malawi, all the way up even to Sudan, with graves of people who came from South Africa, from the Cape, from the African Institute of Andrew Murray, and Amazing. planted the 
gospel then. I was in Nigeria and they were celebrating 100 years since the gospel first came there mm. from missionaries who came from the African student Wellington, uh, trained by Andrew Murray and yep. shipped up there. And they plant the church and you've got the graves of the missionaries who plant the church there. And you can see now there are hundreds of churches where there was just one back 100 years ago and so on. So uh, the Dutch have laid the foundations for the gospel in the Cape. And as you can see, the churches are very strong here still. And we still have a world vision. And we still have a world vision indeed, yeah. yeah. And a vision for Africa. Yeah, our vision is Africa yeah. for Christ. So is it. Thank you so much. I, I wonder if I can ask you to just uh, pray for the people of the Cape and the ongoing missionary vision here. Yeah. Lord, we just thank you for those um, wonderful testimonies what we could hear. Sharing, Lord, that the gospel that it came in so many years ago and that it is spreading throughout Africa. We just pray, Lord, that you will continue to, that your word will go forth and to reach in places, Lord, where it has not been reached before. We pray for the Cape. We pray for this province. We pray for the, for your word to go through and uh, that it will settle in the people's heart, that people may know you that they may uh, know that you love them, that you have a f hope for them and the future. And Lord, we just pray for this project as well. We pray that, that you make it possible to, um, to reach every school and every student and that they may know that you, Jesus Christ is Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So you've been listening to Leo Bon of Swazi Vision. You can communicate uh, via going to the website swazivision.org uh, or the email is Info at swazivision.org. And uh, if you're interested in this project, uh, Jesus Messiah, you can contact Lich Fafka or go on the Frontline Mission SA.org website and see the gifts and go for Lich Fafka, how you can contribute to the printing of this uh, book, this um, fully illustrated, um, full color A4 60 page uh, book, uh, which can then be distributed to schools, prisons police stations, um, hospitals hospitals all over the country. I, I think this is so needed. Uh, we'd love to distribute this at Red Cross Children's Hospital in particular. Just think of the many children there who they need things to read. They are bedridden and uh, often far from their families. Children come from all over the country to Red Cross Children's Hospital here in Rondebosch, which is much in need. And I know the place very well. We've sometimes gone in Christmas Day and given gifts and children's Bibles and tried to encourage, but this would be the most re read and appreciated gift if we could have that. Um, my son had a kidney transplant at Red Cross Children's Hospital, so we know it well. And uh, it's the only kidney transplant unit in the continent of Africa, south of the, of the Sahara Desert. And so you've got people from all over the country here. And of course, that means that in a family, you can visit them regularly. And these, these children, they, they're a mission field there. They need encouragement, they need blessing, mm. need reading material. There's so much need, but I think the teachers will be thrilled to have resources like this. So uh, contact Leo Bon, info at Swazi Vision, or visit the website swazivision.org uh, and uh, uh, Literature of Africa to see if you can help sponsor the printing of this in good quantities in Afrikaans in the Western Cape so we can make it available to chaplains, teachers, um, people in hospitals for mass distribution throughout the Western Cape. It, there's no doubt it will make a major difference to the spiritual life of the whole community if we can do this. God bless. Good night. And we will um, contact you again every Monday night, uh, Radio Tigerberg 104 FM.